Hello, Perkins people. Welcome to another day to show some kindness. Like the new guy at the copier. You know, he wanted two copies, but he printed 200. Think how good you'll feel showing him how to cancel out. Kind of like the way you'll feel when you order a new dish from Perkins' Great Plates menu. There's the cheesy chicken and bacon pasta, or all-you-can-eat pancakes, and so much more, just four to eight bucks. Only at Perkins. Kindness served daily. Oh, man. Now he's, uh, he's jammed it. This is Tatooine Sons, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to listen to the galaxy's greatest Star Wars podcasts, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Sabers Podcast, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyhoppers Podcast, The Nerd Room, San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, and Less Than 12 Parsecs Podcast. Visit StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first step into a larger world. Welcome, Star Wars fans, episode 30 of Tatooine Sons. It's been a crazy week for Star Wars fans. We'll see if we can make sense of the up-and-down reports about new films in development, and then talk about this bizarre movement to try to remake The Last Jedi. I'll give my review of the latest Poe Dameron comic, and then Samuel the Hutt will have some news about John Favreau's series. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. It's time for Tatooine Sons. Force is strong in my family. I am your father. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Welcome, Star Wars fans. This is Tatooine Sons, your weekly look into all things Star Wars. From the unique perspective of a father sharing his love for the amazing space fantasy saga with his two sons. I am BB Nate, and I'm joined first by my brother, Samuel the Hutt. Uh, Chucha Star Wars fans, uh, thanks for tuning in. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, then you probably want to remake The Last Jedi. All right, that, don't, 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 don't like tell the world what we're talking about before we talk about it. I usually uh, got it pretty good. Right. Okay, okay. Right. Besides, that's press for time. They yeah. might be fans. They're just misguided, but we'll talk about that at the end, and towards, course, towards the end of the episode. So. And of course, I'm not going to forget my line this time. Hey, that's good. And of course, you can ask Star Wars without bizarre father figures. So on that note, here's my dad, the bowtie Jedi guy. What's up? What's up? The, uh, the, the bizarre father figure is worn out. It has been a crazy week. Yeah. So we, uh, we moved to California. You guys know this, but hmm. those that are listening uh, may not understand that. When I bought my car, I got, I got my dream car two years ago. I got a 2008 Ford Mustang GT 4.6 liter V8 convertible, blue custom wheels, leather seats, just gorgeous. I love this car. Mustang? Yeah, Mustang. I said that. Yeah. I thought you said, just said Ford. Ford Mustang. I said okay. If I didn't, it's a Mustang. Ford Mustang. Okay. <laughs> um, I got it two years ago and I love this car. And I love the fact that I get, I now live in California and I can drive with my top down more than two months out of the year. And it's great, but we had to get the car registered and we went to go get it registered or we have to get a smog test in California. So in California, uh, you have to get a, like a missions test and I get it. That's fine. They want to make sure that we're not spewing filth into the air and 
I'm all good with that, right? Uh, so I went in and I took it in to get it done. And before they even put it on the machines, they failed it. Because I've got an, I guess the guy that I bought it, that had it originally, had an aftermarket cold air intake on this thing. That is legal. In 49 states. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, me too. Uh, the one state, of course, that it's not legal in is, guys? California. California. So I then proceeded to go find one at the factory, uh, a factory one, a used one, obviously. Um, and I found one relatively af- affordable. And I went and I was told easy to put on. And BB Nate, you and I spent an entire evening a few weeks ago trying to put that thing on, didn't we? <laughs> we, we put it on in like less than 10 minutes. So that was Yeah, like, it was pretty easy to get on, wasn't it? What happened when we tried to start the car, BB Nate? It, it started and it revved, but it didn't work. What do you mean? It Every time you would let your foot off the gas pedal a good amount, then it would stop the car, Yeah, basically. It wouldn't stay on when idling. And so I started messing with it and tried to figure it out. And about a week later, I came back to it, put the put the uh, the factory airbox back on, and started messing with it. Got it to run. Thought it was solved. But then there was this thing called a mass airflow sensor. I'm trying not to get too car driven with driven. Do you hear that? How I did that? I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I didn't have it hooked up, so it was just running super rich. But it was running, so it wasn't going to pass smog. So then I had to go, and long story short, after three weeks of doing this, I spent all day at the Ford dealer yesterday dealing with it, getting it done, and all day today trying to get the smog test done, or excuse me, the uh, the registration done, and it's finally over. Thank God. Happy days. Absolutely. So that's what my week's been doing. What do you guys have coming up this weekend, guys? Um, a friend's birthday party tomorrow night. Yeah. So it's Thursday night for us when we're recording. Yeah. Um, because we uh, aren't going to have time this weekend. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's, um, it's technically Nathan's friend, but I'm friends with um, Nathan's friend's brother, so they invited me so I can hang out with the brother. Um, basically, they rented this game truck. I'd never heard of this, but basically, they bring up this trailer. It's got a bunch of TVs in the back and almost any game you can imagine, and you sit there and play for a while with all your friends. Oh, so it'd just be like a normal day at the house. Yeah, pretty. You play video games the whole time. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, um, we're we're looking forward to that. It's like from what? It's from six thirty p.m. to ten, ten to ten thirty or later p.m. Really? Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I did not realize it was going that late. It Mom was. Did. I guess mom did. Mom's okay with it, so... I know, I'm okay it's, with it's it. Past. I just didn't realize. I mean, my plans... Well, you better be okay with this tomorrow. Well, yeah, it's coming tomorrow, but my plans are now getting readjusted in my brain because as we're recording this, it's actually June 21st, which is also Christy, mom, for you guys, yeah. uh, our 21st <gasps> wedding. It's true. Can you believe I found a woman that is uh, loves me enough to stay with me for twenty one years? Can re- uh, remain sane and and st- and maintain yeah. some semblance of sanity. Yeah. So we're not going on a date tonight. It's Thursday night, so it's kind of a weird night to do anniversary stuff anyway. It's not the big twenty what year anniversary like last year. So uh, we're going to go out and do stuff while you guys are at your friend's birthday party tomorrow night Aww. and have our our anniversary date. That's sweet. Yeah. So that'll be fun. So. All right. Uh, normally, at this point, I would get into some amazing reviews from you, our listeners. But uh, this is um, where I don't have anything to say for the next 
uh, 60 seconds because we didn't have any reviews. So we're just going to sit silent for the next 60 seconds. Well, maybe not. That would be bad audio. But if you'd like us to be able to talk about you and how amazing you are um, as we read your review next week, and that gives us this segment to talk about, we'd love for you to go to iTunes, go to Spreaker, go to Stitcher, go uh, Podbean, go Blog Talk Radio, go wherever you want to go, and subscribe, of course. Uh, Give us a five-star rating. We would love you for that. And um, give us a review. And uh, if you would do that, that would mean a great deal to us. So that is um, is it for the beginning of this. Are you guys ready to jump into um, the rest of the show? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. Last week we had a lot of fun. I said fun on my notes. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. We don't have a lot of fun. But if you want to become a Patreon supporter... <laughs> Uh, no, let's let's not do that. Okay, last week we had a lot of fun talking about who we thought was the best dad in Star Wars. And, of course, I introduced the two of you guys, Samuel and BB Nate, to Star Wars. So we thought it would be good um, to ask the listeners, all of you out there in podcast land, who introduced you to the greatest movie franchise in the galaxy. So here are the results from last week's podcast poll of the week. <laughs> Turbis. All right, yeah, Turbis. So, who first introduced you to Star Wars? Was it a family member, a friend? Did you just start watching it and reading it, reading or reading about it? And uh, we had over four hundred votes. The poll's still actually open for the next ten, you know, twelve hours or so. Um, and I'm sure people are going to continue to vote. But we've had well over four hundred votes on this. Um, I thought this was interesting. I figured this one would be a little bit higher, but nine percent said that a sibling. Uh, like a brother or a sister introduced them to Star Wars. What do you guys think about that? That doesn't surprise me. Why not? Because I would always expect it being a parent. You know, the parent's going to probably introduce both siblings at the same time or pretty close to it. I don't see a sibling just taking over. Okay. And, And because people, some people, not us, I love my brother, some people don't like their siblings as much and so they probably wouldn't trust them if they did like Star Wars and say like, hey, watch this. No. Yeah, they're always fighting with each other and stuff. It's like got like numerous like comments. your mom and, and her brother. Yeah, like they were. Let's like, not get into those stories. Oh, those those but are got- legendary in this family. Um, let's just say there's doors that have been broken, knives. knives that have been involved. Not like anybody got stabbed. Please, and they were young. Uh, but but they, they, please don't call the police on us because of these crazy stories that we're telling. Um, uh, let's just say they didn't get along really well. Yeah, no. But hey, you know, today was, like I said, it's our anniversary. And Christy's brother, mom's brother, called to wish a happy anniversary Aww. to his, his sister. So that was kind of cool. He's really cheap. And he's getting ready to get married himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like in Belize or something. You know, some crazy I don't Caribbean know. island is where the wedding is going to be. That'll be nice. I know. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Invite <laughs> us. And so on that note, if you'd like to become a Patreon supporter so that we can afford to go to this uh, wedding that's in some <laughs> Caribbean place. Uh, no, um, no we'll, go, we'll go on from that. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. 12% said friend. Someone like a friend of theirs introduced. What do you guys think about that? Samuel Lohat, BB Nate. I could see that. I could, yeah. I you know, if they're, if they're... Uh... Well, your friends were cool. They introduced you to Star Wars, didn't they? No, I, they didn't introduce me. They saved watching... They saved the spoiler from Empire Strikes Back. introduced you? I don't know if I had anybody that introduced me except you for my good old babysitter, which was called HBO. <laughs> That's uh, your baby. And so my sister, who was 10 years older than me, wanted to have as, very, as little to do with me as possible. 
And so she would set me <laughs> down in front of yeah. Again? Uh-huh. She would sit me down in front of HBO. And when I was a little, you know, four, three, four years old, um, I remember Star Wars being on HBO four or five times a day and watching it as much as I could possibly watch. And that's when my addiction. Um, I'm a functioning addict. Um, <laughs> Um, as we talk about fans a little bit later, there may be some fans out there that are struggling a little bit with their addiction. Um, but we are a fully functional addi- addict. And I'm not trying to make fun of addiction. That's not funny. Um, you know, addiction is serious. I get it. But, you know, you know where I'm coming from uh, on that. So anyway, yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, my friends saved the spoiler from Empire. They saw it in the theater. I didn't get to. So when the VHS came out, they bought it and invited – or it was on HBO or something like that. I remember. They invited me uh, to come to their house. Uh, I don't think it was VHS. Um, I don't remember, but anyway, they invited me to come over to their house and watch it, and we watched it together. And I remember them sitting there when we got to Cloud City, and it was the whole "No, I am your father" moment. And we should probably have that as a sound effect. It's probably the most iconic quote in all of Star Wars, but we don't. In all the movies. Um, and I remember they were like not watching TV. The TV, they were all their eyes were like focused on me to see my reaction, <laughs> and I about passed out. So anyway, that's my Star Wars introduction story. All right, back to the poll. Back to the same. Okay, nineteen percent said other comment below, which we'll read a few of your comments here in a second. There was over like sixty comments on this Dang. this uh, tweet, which is a lot of fun. Some of them were like awesome. Uh, I couldn't pick all of them. I wish I could. We'll come back to those in a second. And sixty percent said mom or dad, a parent. Awesome. And that is parenting done right. Don't you agree with that, BB Nate? Yes. Okay, what about you, Samuel the Hutt? C. C. Samuel, are you okay? Are you finding your notes over there? You struggling a little bit? No. Yeah? We're on page three of seven, if you need that one right now. I have it right here. Okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, uh, Rogue Depot uh, does some amazing reviews of podcasts um, we know that we don't edit our podcast, and so we we get that. But we are so pumped that you guys listen to us and include us in your reviews. Um, we don't really edit it. We just kind of talk for an hour. We have a plan. We don't always follow the plan, but we talk for an hour. So anyway, mm-hmm. guys. All right. That was great podcasting right there. I didn't okay. you want us to say something. Uh, yeah, anyway. All right. So here's some of your comments. I only picked three. Uh, Andwen Hoffman. And you, their Twitter handle is Anguin, I guess. Is Anguin. Anguin Hoffman. It's not like Penguin. It's not. Anguin the Penguin. A-N-G-W-E-N-H-O-F-M-A-N. They're one of our newer Twitter followers. I think they just started following us this week. Uh, but they, they, they shared a great story. Just started watching Star Wars Episode One on TV around Christmas time and was hooked. Uh, and was hooked and got the video cassette soon after. Years later, my granny told me that my grandfather, who died in 1982, years before I was born, loved Star Wars just as much as I do. Happy babies. Yeah, that was cool. Sweet. That's dude. a great story. I love that. What do you guys think about that story? That's cool. That's sweet. Okay. Now we've got Stephanie um, at Ska33, S-K-A-33, I guess, Ska33. <laughs> My BFF sister has always been a huge Star Wars fans and what, fan. Once I got hooked by the prequels, 
We nerded out together, and we still do, in fact. Aww. So siblings hanging out and, and being united around Star, Bo- Star Wars. It kind of reminds me of you guys. Isn't that sweet? One, two, three. Aww. Aww. <laughs> and it's actually really cool because Stephanie tweeted out to us. It's been, you know, Solo's been out, what, four weeks, five weeks, something like that? Yeah. All, over a, a month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stephanie has been, like, frustrated because she hasn't had a chance to go see it. What? And she's been really frust- upset about that. And Why? we've been, and some of us that love her on Twitter, I've been teasing her a little bit about this. And uh, today, about a couple hours ago, she tweeted to me and said that she's on her way to go see it finally. And she's, she's going to give us a review she's and like tell us what she thinks about it. Now? Afterwards, she's watching it as we record this. She's watching the Millennium Falcon and the Dice and all that. Wait, let's think. So it was about a couple hours ago? Yeah, maybe she's getting ready to the big mall reveal. Yeah, she's getting to the mall. (laughs) Yeah, so. And then our last one for today is Nicholas Arcus, which is at Nick Arcus, N I C K Arcus, A R K I S. And he tweeted to us, born in 1983, which is, if I'm not mistaken, the year Return of the Jedi came out. Cool. My parents claim I have been watching Star Wars since I was about a year old. <laughs> I have no memory of the first time I saw it. I've just always known it and always loved it. Pretty awesome. So thank you guys for participating in our poll and for being a part of our Twitter uh, Star Wars experience. Uh, continue to participate every week. We love it. Oh, and guys, just so you know, the page after three is I, four. I got it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's our podcast poll of the week. So that's uh, that's that. So let's go into the next segment here. You guys ready? You guys on the same page? Don't look at the notes. It's a hot takes page. So here's the way it works. Uh, this week has been a roller coaster ride for Star Wars fans. There was big <laughs> news coming, and then it did, and then it was wrong, <laughs> and then there's this little thing about Billy D. Williams. So let's get into some hot takes. Hot takes. I never ask that question until after I've done it. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, let's start with the Lando news. Multiple sources are claiming that Billy D. Williams, who played Lando Calrissian in the original trilogy, is reprising the role <sighs> in episode nine. BB Nate, is this good news? Um, yeah, I would love that, but he is really old. <laughs> BB Nate, you think everybody's really old. I don't think you're, only, you're old. You do, yeah. Whatever. So, yeah. So, I mean, do you think it's cool? And uh, how- yeah. I, I think that would be cool. Um, it's just, I don't know how they would put that in there. It would have to be his age right now. He would have to be probably after episode seven or eight. Well, no. It's episode nine, dude. Oh, it's episode nine. That's what they're talking about. Okay, they're putting him into episode nine. Okay. Oh, you thought he was like going to do his own movie or something? Yeah, because Billy Dee Williams would be playing uh, Lando in his own Lando solo uh, like movie. Oh no 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 no. Let's yeah. Billy Dee Williams is reprising his role as Lando Calrissian in Episode Nine. Is what they're saying. Got it. So you'd be you'd be cool with that, maybe Nate. Right. What about you? What do you think about that idea, Sam? That'd be cool. Right. What do you? How do you think that they're going to bring him in? What's the idea that that would happen with the story with him? I don't know. I mean, I mean it, either he comes to join the resistance after hearing of um, Han's death, slash maybe even Leia's death, um, if they decide to go that route, if they decide to not kill off Leia. I don't know how they you know do that, but um, they would 
maybe he comes to um, comfort her with the loss of Han or something like that. That's all I've got. Um, I don't think he can. I think it's going to deal with Ben. I think it's going to be be a, a part of Kylo Ren's story. Um, in the last shot novel, uh, Lando Calrissian um, has a relationship with Ben when Ben's a little boy, like an uncle. Uh, yeah, three four years old in that story. I guess he's like two, maybe two years old in the story. Um, and he calls him Uncle Lando, and he loves seeing him. And there's a relationship there. And so I'm my head canon uh, regarding this. Not in a negative way, in a positive way. My head cannon is uh, Lando hears the distress signal from Leia uh, that they put out on crate mm-hmm. using her signal. Remember, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a Last Jedi fan, you remember that. And then Lando picks that up, and he comes with a group of rebellion, Republic, Resistance, Emphis whatever. Emphis Nest. Uh, Nest. That would be awesome. Emphis Nest is always at the right age. She'd be in her fifties yeah. or so. Um, for this or less than that maybe um, and she comes yeah I could see that happening in the, with Lando and they come to save the day and Lando is part of what turns perhaps in the original script for episode 9 it was Leia of course that was part of turning Ben to the light maybe Lando is the one that's going to take that role going forward maybe Nate you don't like that uh, yes that would be cool but just it's Lando. He was in episode five for maybe thirty minutes total, and episode six for maybe two. Um, yes, he was in Solo for a good amount. Just first of all, we don't know his backstory that well. Second of all, um, that just be a little weird. What do you mean a little weird? Because you would always think of like either Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or the big characters to. Um, be what turns Ben. Be what turns Ben. I think it's gonna Landa. be. It, I think it's gonna be a like a group effort, um, you know, just so to say. I think it's gonna be part Lando, part um, Luke, Force Luke Ghost. as a Force Ghost, part Leia as you know him memories or whatever. Yeah, Han memories. You know, all, all that. I think it's all just gonna flood him at one point, and it's just gonna like overwhelm him. Interesting. I don't think it's gonna be solely Lando or solely Luke, or you know, it's gotta be a group effort. Like you know, otherwise, I, I, I just feel like it feels weird. Okay, interesting. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, next uh, hot take: Star Wars actor Benicio del Toro. Don't read it. All right. Star Wars actor Benicio Del Toro says the last Jedi script was so secretive that a man waited outside his house for eight hours while the star read it. So the the story is someone from Lucasfilm and Disney sat outside of his house for eight hours while he read it in order to protect any leaks from getting out or anything like that. What do you think about that, Samuel? That's really a little paranoid. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Like, I don't know what they'd be guarding. I mean, I guess Luke dying, but that's well, about it. You remember when the movie came out that the big push on Twitter and on social media and even on TV ads was don't spoil The Last Jedi. That's they really were going out of their way to keep that whole storyline uh, secretive. And they did a great job. So great that so many of the fanboys have lost their minds over what happened in The Last Jedi. Um, But the reality is that secretive element is what preserved 
the plot line for fans, for us. That's true. Um, with that. What do you think about that, BB Nate? Do you think that was any, a little par- paranoid on Lucasfilm's part? No, not at all. Because it's The Last Jedi, it's a new movie, new Star Wars, and everybody was freaking out about The Force Awakens and how it ended. It got spoiled, it, too. It, so. it did get spoiled. And so they're just trying to take precautions during this. So I think that it was necessary. Cool. All right, third hot take. Monday. Some of our Twitter friends. Twitter friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends. Some of our, our good Twitter fan, friends. Twitter friends that are reputable and um, plugged into the Star Wars uh, news uh, current. And they started teasing that a big and potentially devastating disturbance in the Force <gasps> was coming soon. And then on Wednesday... Collider.com, which we love Collider, mm-hmm. especially because they allowed us to come to the Last Jedi screening at the IMAX headquarters, meet Ryan Johnson, named Turbis the Porg. Uh, that was a big part of that. On Wednesday, Collider.com released a bombshell stating that Disney and Lucasfilm were halting all Star Wars story movies. No. Including Kenobi and the Boba Fett film. No! But on Thursday, that's as actually today... For us, that are, as we record this, but on Thursday, Lucasfilm told ABC.com, which are both owned by Disney, mm-hmm. uh, Lucasfilm told ABC.com that this report was false and that these stories were still going forward. So they basically said, "Impressive." Every word in that sentence was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so what the heck is going on, guys? What do you think is happening right now with the stories, movies? Samuel, you go first. I got no. I I I don't know. I think that. Maybe some fan rumored it and it just caught the right, you know, something and it just blew up all of a sudden. Um, you know, that rumor, that's all I can think of. Unless they maybe, or maybe someone up in Lucasfilm said, maybe we should probably halt these for a minute until all this backlash goes down. Um, and then that rumor got out somehow. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we have to worry about that. Um... I don't know. I mean, I'm st- so they're still happening, though, right? For sure. That's what Luke Lucasfilm said to ABC.com today in an official statement that these movies are still that the unannounced but uh, soon to be announced movies are still in development. Okay. Movies. It's soon way I read it. Announced yeah. movies. I'll double check that. Don't quote me on it. Yeah, it's okay. not a quote. Okay, but yeah. That's... What do you think? What do you think, BB Nate? Do you think that? Uh, it was much ado about nothing, or do you think that there was a legitimate uh, leak from Lucasfilm that that they changed their mind because of the fan out uh, your reaction yesterday? What do you think is the reason that uh, this all happened? Lucasfilm is confused, probably. You think so? <laughs> Boycott Solo um, rumor from Collider gets out that Star Wars movies are not going to be solo. Star Wars story movies are not going to be made anymore. So it was like the idea of the boycott solo people or yeah. something. Oh. And like, so the Star the Collider article came out that Star Wars story movies are not going to be made anymore. People backlash. People are like, no, keep them. And then I think Lucasfilm was confused. Like, I don't think did- it was I don't, actually. I don't think it was Lucasfilm that was confused. I think it was Collider. Uh, this actually came out from Stephen Weintraub, who's Frosty, uh, mm-hmm. who's the guy that um, put on this the IMAX screening for mm-hmm. the Last Jedi that I went to, and we met, talked with, and uh, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that wrote the article, and he said in the article that a source with knowledge of the situation has said that all of them have been put on hold indefinitely. Uh, somebody gave him bad information. I can't imagine, like Mike Zero, huh? Like Mike Zero. <laughs> 
Like Mike Zero. No, I don't think he's getting his information from Mike Zero. Um, um, no, I, I just think that, that somebody, get, not intentionally gave him bad information, but somebody that may not have the information. I, 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 I can imagine that Steven and Collider.com are as closed behind, or behind closed doors as we speak trying to figure out what the heck just happened because they've got some egg on their face yeah. um, right now because of this and that's not good uh, for this. you got to be careful about fat, things that you declare are facts especially when you say it's a source with knowledge of the situation. But when I read the article yesterday um, I, you know, I first saw the reaction on Twitter and how everybody was flipping out and there was all this like the, the end of Star Wars and, and people were lashing out at the boycott solo movement saying it's your fault and then the other side of it was lashing out at Ryan Johnson and the Last Jedi people because it's their fault and and all this stuff was going on and I was like, what in the world? And so I decided I would actually read the article uh, on Collider.com and when I read the article on Collider.com, I was not nearly as confident in the uh, validity of that statement after reading the article as Twitter seemed to make it out to be. When you see something that's as vague as a source with knowledge of the situation, and then they start making bold statements like Lucasfilm uh, is not producing these other movies, um, which they never announced that they were producing in the first place, by the way. Um, it just creates a lot of confusion and frustration. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that it's over. I'm kind of glad that ABC came, or Lucasfilm came out and made the announcement that those movies, nothing is different uh, than what it was. So what we thought on Sunday, Monday of this week is still the case the case today so we Yay. have not got a Kenobi movie announced we have not got a Boba Fett movie announced yet <laughs> but it seems like one of those if not both could be coming soon so that's the hot take segment uh, nice. for today so alright BB Nate I'm going to turn it over to you thank you my pleasure <laughs> a very famous porg was featured in the week's this week's issue of po- the Poe Dameron comic of, uh, Sorry. Thank you, Turvis. Of course, we've got the scoop. Here's this week's Star Wars comic book update from BB Nate. Um, just one comic this week, BB yeah, Nate. Yeah, just one. I, I, I'm sorry. So talk, so talk about what happened on your YouTube video that you um, do every week. Well, two weeks now, so I guess it's every week now. So. Um, I said that Lando Double or Nothing... Part two was coming out this this week on Wednesday. It didn't. I'm sorry. I read it wrong on the list of future comics. Good thing it didn't turn into a giant rumor. I know. They're releasing it a week early because BB Nate said it was true. Yeah. Impressive. Everyone yeah. in that sense was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Now I feel a. That's okay. Nate Sam for the wrong date on his video. That's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Poe Dameron. So okay. So talk about this. That's comic. good. It was. The basic summary was that as Starkiller Base targets the Resistance for elimination, it's up to Poe Dameron and Black Squadron to mount a frontal assault and take the weapon offline, as long as their friends on the ground can get the shields down. So now I need to stop here, because this is stuff that happened in The Force Awakens. Yes. So is the Poe Dameron comic basically him telling the story of things that happened? His own perspective? Um... For the first like ten pages, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so okay. So, so he's recapping the story for. People. He was recapping for his point of view. From Who's he telling point. the story to? He's telling it to know. Ray and Leia I don't know. They never. They never. No, but that's what's been happening in the series. I know that from the Last Jedi. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because they wouldn't know what really happened up there. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got Finn and Ray and Leia, and they've been talking on this on the Millennium Falcon after the Last Jedi. 
Um, and they've been that's what's been going on at this point, which makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So they were talking, and he recapped it, um, what happened on Starkiller Base, and uh, then we cut to the uh, Millennium Falcon Woo! after the Battle of Crate. <laughs> After Crate, right? After Crate. Okay. Okay. After Crate. Yeah, after the last Jedi. Um, okay. and really Poe is talking to Finn. Okay. Um, uh, Finn says, "I don't know if Rose is gonna make it. He's really worried for her. She's not doing too hot. She's he, he, no, well, he didn't say she was struggling. Okay. Poe was like, she's asleep, and he's like, I know, and that's so bad. He's like, dude, you just gotta have a little faith, and he <laughs> no, kept talking, telling him about that. It's not like Poe had to watch Finn sleep while they were getting ready to go to battle. No, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And so he was just like, have a little faith. And so then it cut to him telling the story of how he came up with the idea of saying, doing the whole part in The Last what Jedi. What part are we talking about here? The who, beginning. Poe Dameron. Who's talking? Poe Dameron. Oh, talking okay. to Finn when he's like... I'm going to go up there and general hugs thing happens. Oh, so the crazy conversation. Yeah. Whole, and and that was, oh, yeah, that was the Holding scene. for your mom, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, mom jokes. Actually, what's... Mom jokes in space. It's kind of cool. Um, your mama. <laughs> it, was, it was actually they were holding for your mom. It was actually okay. that because they were waiting for Kylo Ren, Ben's mom, Leia, to get evacuated. Oh, that's kind car. of funny. And so he was actually having uh-huh. to distract them. So they, and he's like, they have planetary big egos, Starkiller base big egos. And mm-hmm. so I just got to kind of force that to play to that. So he was playing, playing their ego. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's kind of cool. And so that's, that's a different spin on the opening of the last show. Yeah. I got a four hour, four and a half hour flight on, on Monday night. I think I'll be watching the last Jedi on my iPad. So that'd be cool. Cool. But so the my favorite part in the whole comic. Okay, here we go. What's <laughs> Alright. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Alright. I'm ready. I'm ready. Go. You ready? Um Ray was reading the sacred Jedi text to Turbis the Poor. What? Turbis is in the comic. They didn't actually say his name. It's Turbis! No. no it's- Let's stop. Hold on. We have got to understand it. I'm going to look at the comic right here. Show it to me on this page. This is the Porg on the Millennium Falcon. If you recall, BB Nate sat in Hollywood at the uh, IMAX headquarters and raised his hand and asked the director and writer of The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, what is the name of the Porg on the Millennium Falcon? And Ryan Johnson said, I don't know. What do you think his name is? I was there. And BB Nate, you said Turbis. Turbis. And he says, if you're listening, Pablo, and if you're listening, Pablo, we're still waiting for you oh, yeah. to canonize this. Come on, Pablo. If you're listening, Pablo, that porg's name is Turbis. Turbis. <laughs> and that on the comic book this week, I'm looking at it right now is the Porg on the Millennium Falcon. Therefore, Turbis is in the, is in the comics. I Actually, and... So there's your this whole is, Jedi this, Porg theory. Oh my god. This is also true. They have been releasing the um, ad- comic book adaptations for the, the Last Jedi. Jedi. So he's been in those two. And on the cover for the first one, Turbis the Porg. Turbis the Porg! 
I'm telling you guys. Here, I th- I'm pretty sure that's it. If you- there he is. He's sitting there reading the sacred Jedi texts. Now, Nathan, this is important too because he's reading the sacred Jedi texts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading the texts, and in as he's doing that, uh, you have Turbis looking at these texts. Could that mean that Turbis is a Jedi, like oh, you predicted before? Oh, Whoa. yeah, he he is. You predicted that the Porgs were actually going to be Jedi that were going to save the universe. And, 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 See, the and that's still before true. the last Jedi, and your prediction sure to go wrong. Yeah, and if you have read this comic, C three PO is translating the sacred Jedi text, and the Porg is watching him with great enthusiasm. Yeah, just like here we go. sitting there watching him. That's it. And I think I think he's going to turn into three PO can speak speak Porg. That's it. I'm sure he can. He's fluent in 7 million forms of communication. 70 million, something like that. Seven. 7 million forms of communication. So there we go. Yeah, That's pretty awesome. So anything more you want to talk about on this comic book? What do you think is going to come next in the story? Uh, come next in the story. Um, well, at the end, we did see... You remember how actually Poe was not supposed to go alone in that whole General Hugs mission. Um, Leia sent him alone because he ha- she had another mission for the rest of the Black Squadron to go and rally her allies. Mm, nice. That and, never showed up. And mm. that never showed up. And so he thinks that they're dead. But in the end of the comic, we find out that they have sent a transmission to the Millennium Falcon and it is not good news. Oh my gosh, that's where it ends. It's a cliffhanger. It's a cliff. It's a cliffhanger. And, and in the next issue, there we go. We got it on the cover. We got Snaps Wexley. And is that is that Iden Versio or is that Iden's daughter? No, that's no. not daughter. That's not. No, no. Is that Versio's daughter? No. no, that's not. What's her name? Or is it? Maybe. I think it's. I don't remember, but that's not her. Well, we'll have to see. All right. All right. Uh, so, what what movies? Uh, what comic books are coming out next week? BB Nate, tell our listeners so they can I, be ready oh, for it. Oh, actually, name the right ones this week. All right, there Yay. we go. Um, Lando Double or Nothing Two is actually coming out on Wednesday, not this Wednesday. For reals? So, yes, for reals. Because okay. it's the Lando Double or Nothing Two. Okay, and what else? And Doctor Afra Twenty One. I think it's con- Afra. Yeah, it's Afra. Afra. You say Afra. I say Afra. Sorry, it's, let's call the whole thing off. All right, anyway, go. Offra. Offra. Let's call the whole thing Offra. Dr. Afra 21, The Catastrophe Con Part 2. All right, now don't tell our friends over at Rebel Force Radio that Dr. Afra is coming out because they don't care. All right, they said that. Um, Do they really care about anything anymore? No, we're not going to talk about that. All right, so there we go. All right. Well, that that pretty much does it for our comic book update. Good job. Nice. Thank you. BB Nate did a great job. On that, Sam, why do you take it from here? All right. Well, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of news for Star Wars TV or games this week, um, but we can take a little time to dig into what's arguably the worst Star Wars game ever. Oh, no. Um, and our friends over I at the Star Wars. a bad feeling about this. Uh, why do we have that one played so much tonight? Well, it's in every Star Wars. It can be, it should be in every episode of ours. It's in every Star Wars movie. That's true. Okay. No, yeah. not every Star Wars. Well, it's not. And our friends over at the Star Wars show are having a huge celebration. Okay. And uh, so this is small screen stuff with me, Samuel the Hutt. All right. Yeah. Go for it, dude. So first off, um, according to OmegaUnderworld.com, 
John Favreau and his upcoming live action Star Wars series. Um, it may begin. Yeah, it may begin filming as soon as uh, fall of this year. This fall? Yeah, this 2018. fall. 2018. Wow. Uh-huh. And it may even release before episode 9. Wow. Possibly fall 2019. Kind of setting the stage, maybe? Yeah. That'd be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, because um, the. Uh, they said on the uh, article that it's sort of something to hold us over because we've got a year and a half to wait for that. You know, because last, uh, last Jedi to Solo was only five months or, yeah, about five months, mm-hmm. a little over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have to wait a year and a half. I, know, I mean, I know we're getting resistance in between there, yeah. not Star Wars resistance show, but um, it'd be cool to have a second show to hold us off even more, um, give us more stuff to dive into, which is... Which would also be helpful because that would give us more stuff to talk about <laughs> on the podcast. Um, yeah, this the John Favreau's. We don't know have a lot in, of information at all about, about the series itself. So. Uh, basically, all we know is it's set to take place about four years after Return of the Jedi. Oh so, wow! Okay. Um, yeah, and and I think what's going to be really cool about this is it's live action. Yeah, we haven't gotten a live action. We've never seen show. it. I mean, the only non-movie live action Star Wars we've had. Have been some of the Ewok movies, um, <laughs> the holiday special, and the holiday special. Oh my! God. Well, I'm I, I'm I'm pretty sure John Favreau will do a little better than that. Yeah, wasn't he was a uh, Rio? Yeah, he, he played was, he played Rio in the Solo a Star Wars. Yeah. story. yeah, which he did a great job. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was, he was a fun character. That's well, cool. So, what do you think, BB Nate? You, you think that uh, we're going to see this new series sometime before Episode Nine? Uh. Yes, if it comes out in fall, then they'll probably have a big cliffhanger that has to do with episode nine oh. for the mid-season finale, and so yeah, that might work. Can I m- mention something? No, sure. It's going to be sort of like because we were huge into Marvel. It'll be sort of like um, maybe Marvel's Agents of Shield, how they would it would always interlace with the uh, larger movie plot, mm-hmm. and then right as the new movie was about to come out, you know, they would leave you on this huge cliffhanger. You know, and it would all kind of converge at that one point. Maybe they'll do that with his new series. Yeah. I, Maybe even Resistance. Or we know Resistance no, takes place before. But they could all tie together. It's all... Mm-hmm. It, it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting. Hey, BB-8's in all of them, then that already ties them together. And maybe Turbis in something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Turbis! All right. And then... Uh, it may be in so, the Resistance show. He no, made. that's before. There wasn't a whole lot of Star Wars uh, video game news. Uh, we talked about the majority of it last week. Um, so I did find a little something interesting. Um, Solo, a Star Wars story, actually hinted um, as an Easter egg to one of the worst Star Wars games ever made. Um, and that was Star Wars Masters of Terras Kasi. Yeah. Yeah, where if mm. you remember the scene where um, Kira was negotiating, air quotes there, with the um, aggressive uh, negotiations, you right. Yeah. The negotiations were short. Um, with the uh, that um, what's his name? The Pike guy or whatever. I don't know his yeah. name. Mucus face. Uh, mucus face. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. and she takes him down, and then you know, L three's like, "Whoa, you know, what was that?" And she says, "It's Terry's Kasi or whatever," which was the game. And basically, if you don't know what the game was, um, it's basically like an old. 2D fighting game, if you know, sort of like um, Mortal Kombat, Marvel vs. Capcom, things like that. Street um, Fighter. Street Fighter, yeah. yeah. Very similar to those, uh, except it was like old, I don't even think it was 64-bit graphic. <laughs> no. Like, it was 
really bad. And, um, you know, they said on the article I read that the animations looked like you basically took the uh, Kenner action figure dolls, the really right, original yeah, dolls, yeah, yeah. and then put them in the game and started fighting. Nice. And they said that, you know, the special abilities, you know, because there's always like that special attack that does more yeah, stuff, yeah. were really underwhelming. And it was just an all around kind of bad game. <laughs> Awesome. There was and even they referenced that in Solo, a Star Wars story. Right. And, and they, I heard that it's also been in some books, and that even Maul, my understanding is um, that Maul was supposedly a master of it. Really? Yeah. So I've, I've there's, more, that, there's more to Terra's costume than just the game that you're talking about. Yeah, I've heard That's that. where it started, but it actually, the idea came into some other canon, or yeah. maybe non-canon stuff. I've heard so. that the uh, actual... I don't know if this is in canon, but the uh, explanation for Tereskasi is it's an anti-Jedi martial art. Mm, Interesting. That's why, I think that's part of the reason why um, Dryden Voss taught Kira, just in case she had Well, and she does say that she learned it from Dryden Voss, but I do find it interesting that according to some canon sources, at least that's what people on YouTube commented on the the YouTube video for it uh, that you made, um, they suggested that Maul... Um, as a master, like really skilled in it. Hmm. I wonder if maybe Kira learned a little bit of it from Maul as well. Yeah. Maybe she didn't want to tell people she learned it from Maul, so, so she, she said, said Dragon Boss. That's interesting. Hmm? There's something to it. What do you think about that, BB Nate? Um, that's very interesting. It's weird how they made. I don't imagine. Star Wars as a Mortal Kombat game. I just can't imagine that. <laughs> that 2D sort of fighting game. I, can't, yeah. I just can't. You, oh, I didn't mention this, but you could even unlock and play a, uh, a Slave Leia. Oh, weird. Yeah. Just kind of creepy. Okay. That is that is a little creepy, but <laughs> I, I guess there's a lot of weird stuff in the Star Wars universe that they yeah. reference. That's, see, and, and here's what I would I would suggest. When we talk about Terrascasi and what happened with Star Wars Masters of Terrascasi or whatever, and some of the other things that happened with Star Wars during the Dark era that's Dark. now known as the Legends uh, expanded universe, <laughs> um, it was basically the Wild Wild West. People did whatever they wanted to do. They came up with their own ideas. They they produced <laughs> stuff left and right. And as long as Lucasfilm got a cut out of it, everybody was happy. And the stories were crazy, and they went off. And it there, wasn't weren't there, like, multiple canons or something? Well, I don't know about that. But I think that there was just a lot of... There was continuity errors and mistakes and things that we were having to retcon. And so the reality is Disney had to rein this in and get rid of that and move that into Legends. And sort of they could control the story yeah. and make it work uh, for the future. So I think that's pretty interesting. Cool. And, um, and then... Star Wars show, the Star Wars show, um, celebrated its 100th episode. Yay, let's go. All right, Mandy and Anthony, you guys are awesome. We love the Star Wars show. You guys are also great on Twitter, and I know that sometimes people have treated you guys really poorly on Mm -hmm. Twitter, and we apologize on social media. Um, We've already talked a couple weeks ago about Kelly Marie Tran and Daisy Ridley and what happened to them, but I know Andy, some people have really, specifically you, Treated uh, treated you poorly on this, so thank you guys so much for uh, being such awesome ambassadors for Star Wars yeah. um, and helping the fans out there stay in regular communication with Lucasfilm and understanding what's going on. So. I hope we can meet them in celebration. Yeah, I was we know they're going. Like, yeah, oh well, yeah, well they've got the Star Wars uh, stage. Yeah, the, the I Star hope Wars we can meet stage. Them. That'd be so. fun. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. So the episode was. You know, to sum it up in one word, bizarre. <laughs> but that's that's good. Alright, it was it was completely bizarre. There wasn't any news in it because there really wasn't much to talk about. 
um, honestly. So basically, they just uh, recapped some of their best moments from certain things, and then um, it started off it, with a musical number. Oh, yeah, they pulled an AP5. You haven't seen it? I haven't, I haven't seen it either. Uh, I've been working on my car for the last three days. They pulled yeah, an AP5. So basically, they both no walk way. Out. <laughs> they pulled an AP5? Um, pretty much. So they both walk out, and Andy's in this really fancy, you know, cocktail dress. Kind of like the, one of the premiere uh, dresses or whatever. And then Anthony comes in wearing like a uh, jeans, sneakers, and like a red uh, Millennium Falcon shirt or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and she's like, what is this? You got to be wearing, you know, this is like a black tie event. And then he bursts into a song explaining why the red Millennium Falcon shirt is good. You know, and this goes on for like a good couple of minutes. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was, I can't was wait now. very awkward. I'm, de- I'm desperate to watch We, we all got watched Can we pause the show really quick? And go, no, I'm just kidding. We won't do that. Um, it was very cringy, but they said even later on It was that, intentionally cringy. Yeah, they said that this is the star show and we're, we just dive headfirst into cringe. You know? <laughs> awesome. Uh, and awesome. then they, I think they awesome. move on and explain some of their uh, most famous moments and stuff. And then they... Um, their gonk droid that's been on apparently it's been on multiple episodes uh-huh. I haven't followed the Star show for very, very long but apparently there's a gonk droid that's on there a lot and he his batteries die so they need to do a um whimsathon or something like that oh my gosh so it, it, it's um re, it's powered up by whim or winds or whatever what are whims it's like you know whimsical stuff oh okay um, and then, you know, you see Pablo the Hidalgo rip down the corner and he says, of course, like I always say, this is not canon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that meme, that gif going around. Of yeah. course, none of what you just saw was canon. Right. Is what he said. So yeah. basically they have a giant telethon, you know, where they call in to uh, power up the gong droid. Um, and they've got characters, some like ghost fax machine, I guess, and that's an old reference to something. Uh, they've got a, a mouse droid. They've got Chopper. They've got Kevin the um, Ewok. <laughs> Okay. Uh, some other guy. I don't remember. I think he works with him. And then the guy who played Kitster. No. Oh no way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This is show. So here's here's the summary of the Star Wars show recap for the week. Go watch this thing because it's got to be <laughs> hilarious. So, so. It's great. Uh, you know they they explain some of Gonk's best moments and stuff oh, like that's that. Awesome. It was a, it was fun. It was a really fun episode. And they were just a uh, you know just it was basically just a giant celebration of oh. their hundredth episode. So it was fun. Definitely go watch it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I was right, totally so you got your ringing endorsement of the hundredth episode yeah, of Star was, Wars show. It was completely cringy and ridiculous, but that's why it was fun. Which cringy and ridiculous is sort of what we do. So yeah. Uh, that's good for us all right so here we are um here we are at my segment so here's here's what's going been going on and today's been a, a, a bizarre day for star wars uh, so a petition or a website or something uh is coming together with a request to disney to allow them to remake uh, like a fan remake of the last jedi and because of this um this has become and here we go. We're going to have to do it again here. Well, hold on. Spoiler alert. There's apparently a move to try to remake The Last Jedi by fans. Um, and because of this, today, in my opinion, has been one of the most fun days in the history of the world. <laughs> i got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. So here's the original tweet. Let's talk this through. And then we're going to talk about our buddy Chuck Wendig. Because, and we're going to try to keep this very positive. We're not going to talk bad about people we do not or anything like that. 
Um, and yeah, very family friendly. So there's some of Chuck's tweets that I may not read, not read, <laughs> uh, because Chuck doesn't always keep it PG, which is okay. That's Chuck's res- unfiltered. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll keep that on here. But here's the original tweet. It's uh, the tweet from um, remake the Last Jedi is That's what they call weird. themselves. So it's at RM the Last Jedi. So I guess somebody else already took remake. The Last Jedi? I don't know. Um, anyway, the original tweet said, Our team of producers is offering to cover the budget for a remake of The Last Jedi in order to save Star Wars. <laughs> Share this... To save Star Wars. That's a little dramatic. Yeah, maybe a little. Share this and spread the word to let Robert Iger and Disney... Robert Iger is the president, the president of Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Iger and Disney know you want this. This isn't a joke. We're ready to have the convo... Now, I guess they were having to try to keep this underneath a certain number of characters. Oh, that's a good point. Um, hashtag, remake The Last Jedi. Hashtag. Hashtag, the, the, uh, Star Wars. All right, so before we get into Chuck Wendig's amazing thread, um, where we'll read some of the tweets, not all of them. Uh, <laughs> BB Nate, what did you think about this idea? Oh, um... Being I, kind. Dude. <laughs> Well, how do I say this being kind of joking? Um, we all know. I, they said it wasn't a joke. Right. I totally get that. Maybe. I don't I don't. You think it might have to be a joke because it, it's, it's hard it's to so take it seriously? You don't have that much money. You don't have, what, $3 billion? Well, that's what they said. They said they've got a team of producers that's offering to cover mm-hmm. the budget. And then they Which ask cost for like two hundred million dollars to make the last show that I originally. And, 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 and then they ask for money. Well, we'll come back to that in a second. Oh, maybe they'll just start like a GoFundMe or something. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. Watch we go to a GoFundMe. It's trending. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was sitting there on my break while I was at Chick Fil A, and I saw this pop up, and I'm like, "That can't be true." No, no, no. And then you start talking about it, and I'm like, "This is actually a thing." And they said that this wasn't a joke, and you know they were going to save Star Wars. Well, you know, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Because since Lucasfilm uh, was sold to Disney, uh, they've put out four movies that have brought in a box office of over, um, well over $3 billion, maybe $4 billion. Um, So I can understand the need to save Star Wars. I agree. You can probably sense a little bit of sarcasm in my voice. And we're not going to go negative, but let's just be honest here. This is a little crazy um, <laughs> with it. So let's have a little fun with it. Instead of talking about the people, let's just read some of Chuck's quotes. So he has a thread. I want to say there may be 50 uh, different posts that he put underneath this thread, maybe. Okay. I don't know. You two have read some of these, right? Some of them. I read them on the, at lunch today. I have not heard any of these. Right. So these what you're hearing from me are completely fresh. All right, here we go. And I didn't really pay attention to them. So, so he's got a series of questions that he wants to ask. Okay. All right, so Chuck Wendig. So if you don't know who Chuck Wendig is, you guys need to know this. Chuck Wendig is an, a Star Wars author. Um, he wrote the Aftermath series of books mm-hmm. um, that came out just before The Force Awakens and after The Force Awakens, um, which really uh, very loosely tied to the sequel trilogy. It's really set immediately following... The events of Return of the Jedi leading up to the Battle of Jakku. So only as it relates to the Battle of Jakku and what happens with that and what happens next with the Empire 
uh, that's the only part of it that really ties into the sequel trilogy movies or anything. If they were, uh, you know, the books were not well received by some fans. I read all three of them. The first one was harder to read than the other three, the other two. Um, the story was a little bit uh, tighter in the other two, from my opinion. But I read all three of them, and I enjoyed all three of them. Uh, most people struggled with them because they were written in a first-person voice. Really? Um, so they were written in a different voice than you're used to, and so they were hard for some people to read. First person. Chuck Wendig, yeah. Um, awesome uh, author. Awesome guy on Twitter. Uh, had a little bit of controversy lately with some things he said about fans that are acting silly. Um, so he decided instead of going dark, I think he went and decided to have a little fun with our friends from the remake The Last Jedi uh, Twitter movement. So anyway, first question. If This is what his series of questions. We're going to read just a few of these and then see where we go from here. Uh, first question. If your team of producers is covering the budget, which is what it says in the tweet, right? Correct. Why do you people? Why do you need people to give you money? Good okay. point. Yeah, this is a good point. Second question. So they get better. They warm up here. Second question. I notice your website is just people entering their email address and the amount of money they'll give... But they don't actually give you the money. True. <laughs> so we could go on the website right now and pledge like $48 billion, billion dollars. on there. Third question. What? <laughs> Fourth question. Seriously. And then he uses a word I'm not going to use, but you can pick up on it. Seriously, what the yeah. heck is what he says? Okay, fifth question. You now have over $6 million pledged, but on June 15th, you ran a poll... Which got 15 people to respond. <laughs> are those the 15 people? And are they giving you around $400,000 each? And if you can, can you introduce me to these people? Because I could use some cash. I'm a little light. All right. And then he has a screenshot of the poll. Um, where, and then another screenshot that says total pledge, $6.1 million. All right. Sixth question. Are you high? And how, and how high are you? And on what? Okay, that's a three-part question. I apologize. Okay. Seventh question. Are you okay? Eighth question. Will your movie make more or less than the $1.3 billion that The Last Jedi made? Or do you have a different profit metric in mind? Like, this is awesome, Sam. Pay attention. Or do you have a different profit metric in mind, like cookies or midichlorians? All right. Hold on. That's a crazy one. Okay. Uh, question nine. Please prove that the best writing is done by committee. Show your work. Doodles are permissible as long as they are suitably hilarious. And then he says something I won't say. All right. Uh, big question 10. Why would people who love the movie go and then rewrite the movie? Like, why? Are they also high? Uh, so here's a, here's the quote that he's, he's referencing, the tweet that he's referencing. The Remake the Less Jedi tweet says, In fact, we want the writing team to be a diverse group of people that both loved and hated The Last Jedi. So we will have an inbox for story treatment submissions and actually hire people onto the writing team from what we receive. So this is your chance to write a Star Wars film. And then he, again, big question number 10. Why would people who loved the movie go and then rewrite the movie? Like, why? Are they also high? Did you get them high on yard mushrooms or brake line cleaner <laughs> or what? <laughs> question 11. And hey, thanks for being patient with these. That's nice, Chuck. That's, that's awesome, Chuck, for bit, keeping it, you know, polite. Uh, you're going to keep Carrie Fisher in the film, which is, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to keep Carrie Fisher in the film, which is great. Really, an honor. But... Um, trying to ask this delicately, <laughs> but have you read the news? Google searched her recently. <laughs> OMG, are you Ghostbusters? 
That's not how the force works. All right, here we go. Question 11 and a half. What? If you are Ghostbusters, are you men Ghostbusters? <laughs> are lady Ghostbusters a no-go in your clubhouse? <laughs> I sort of know the answer to this one already. I'm just playing. Question 12. You have lawyers, right? Question 13. Will be will Luke be a cool uncle? All right. That's awesome. Will be will he be an awesome hero bro who has no time for the new empire or city justice warriors who have just arisen to plague the galaxy or maybe he'll fight so- soy lords, I guess soy lords because of the soy soy low movement. I don't know. Don't Get it soy like because I don't know soy. I don't I'm not familiar with the soy low movement. I don't I stayed away from that. So, okay, question 14. Who's doing your CGI? Is it Steve from next door? <laughs> Steve, that guy really can CGI CGI up some hot sassy memes. <laughs> All right, question fifteen. Okay, this is really more of a comment than a question, but and this is where we're going to end because we could keep going for the next twenty minutes. Okay, this is the really great question, or this is really more of a comment than a question. But two words, just hear me out. Two words, buff. Yoda. This is not going to go the way you All think. Right. Thank you, Chuck Wendig, for Woo! making my Twitter day. All right. Making well, that's my day in general. That was awesome. All right. So I guess um, we need to find the next page. You know, we should really do a better job at organizing our papers before the nah. last episode. All right. So here we go. Let's talk. Um, let's see. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Today? Anything else? Solo yeah. box office. That's you, Sam. Three hundred and forty-one million worldwide. Yeah, for solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, boycott solo movement. You contributed to like less than a million dollars worth of, of the losses, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, for me, CinemaBlend.com thinks that Leia is Leia. 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 CinemaBlend.com thinks Leia is going to die before Episode Nine. Uh-huh. And that the movie will start with her funeral scene. This that plays very well into my suggestion that um, they kill her off in the comics or in a book, or I probably would say a book. Um, and then um, open instead of with the Star Wars theme, open with Leia's theme and with the title crawl, stating the first words of the title crawl after the episode title is uh, General Leia Organa is dead while you hear Princess Leia's theme. And then you immediately cut from there to her funeral. I think that would be beautiful. What do you guys think? I think that's yeah, the right I way to treat it. I do too. Samuel or BB Nate, what did you want to butcher anything else? Todd Fisher, Carrie's brother, would like to see Leia return as a force ghost in episode 9. Hmm. I think that's more of a loving thing. He has actually, he talked about, he's like, if you know, if you could bring Ben back and she and he's strong in the force and all this, I just don't think that she's capable of coming back as a force ghost. Do you guys? Yeah, and logistically. Yeah, it would be a CGI he, version of it. Yeah, version. I just, I like the idea. I mean, it's a cool idea and sentiment, but in Star Wars, I don't think she was quite strong enough for that. And in real life, I just don't see how they could pull it off. Just like, you know, the whole Meryl Streep as Leia thing. <laughs> You know, I just don't think it works. Did mm-hmm. that die? Uh, no, actually, yeah, I've heard it recently as well. But anyway, all right. Well, um, let's talk about next week's podcast poll of the week. All right. So let's have a little fun with this rewrite the La- remake the Last Jedi movement and uh, have our own little uh, uh, time to 
let our Twitter followers speak into this movement. Maybe we can get the remake the Last Jedi movement to take our advice uh, from our poll mm-hmm. this week. Because I'm, I'm being dead serious. This isn't a joke. I am fully ready for this convo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, why? Who do you want to write and direct the Last Jedi remake? All right. Now, just to give right. a little backstory, Black Series Rebels wants to uh, be a part of making this happen. Yeah. They said that today on Twitter, and someone suggested that they, they they another a Twitter follower wanted to be one of the writers for it. I suggested that I should direct it, but then Kyle Newman had already asked to direct it, so they gave him that. So I suggested that within less than a, like thirty seconds, they had you know they they said they would make me an executive producer. Oh, that's nice. It was awesome, yeah. right? Executive producer yeah. of the remake of the Last Jedi. That's awesome. But then I realized that I wanted to be the director, and now I'm an executive producer. So they gave me the Lord and Miller treatment. Um, with oh, it, like right then, yeah. that was her, her, it sounds what? like something that would happen to like a club that your friends meet. Well, this just sounds just like that, you know, the back and forth banter. You just pick the friend. Well, so here's what happened. So Kyle Newman wants to. He already called dibs. They oh, said on yeah. the Last Jedi Very director, and so they would give me an executive producer credit I suggested that they were giving me the Lord Miller treatment which I wasn't very happy about because then you know Lord Miller were executive producers yeah. of the last of the solo Star Wars solo. story after they got fired and they said no 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 because you were never the director in the first place oh, so what we're gonna do is if Kyle is not c- executing this effectively uh, then they're going to replace him with us oh, and so, so to which I replied I'm actually in, in like two like tweets Hansen. I became Ron Howard yeah which is awesome so, but we want to hear what you guys think uh, out there in Twitter land. So, here's our podcast poll of the week. Like we said, who do you want to write and direct the Last Jedi remake? Here's our four choices. All right, and we're being really serious about this. Yes. Okay. Michael Scott from The Office. You guys remember that Michael Scarn movie that he was writing? I think he could pull it off. Yeah. Right. That yeah, agent. I think so. Okay. There we go. Oh, and Mr. Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. I think he might be a good one. I mean, he's a little older, but he can bring in like a different vibe, different yeah. director. You know, and I'm sure that the actors would listen to him. <laughs> um, if you and you know he, he's used to the corporate thing, so he can handle Lucasfilm and Disney. Oh, good point. Because he's a business owner. Okay, Ronald McDonald. Because of course, um, who wouldn't want to be directed by Ronald McDonald? Yeah, right. I think he'd be so great. many products. And, and, and in the movie, he'd be like, "Drink your milk, kids." Right. I mean, he could do something. Like and that. then you know, and he could be like product placement, yeah, like a, a cross promotional opportunity with McDonald's, be which might help nuggets. because you know that the boycott solo movement. Is why the solo struggled so badly. So we need to do some more marketing yeah. and things like and that. And then you, you know, McDonald's have these pork nuggets and no. stuff. Pork nuggets. No, we're not going to do that because the fourth potential uh, director writer of the He's last Jedi remake, he, yeah, he has obviously has our vote from the beginning. Is Turbis the pork? <laughs> All right, that's it for this week's show, guys. Here, if you don't know, Samuel the Hutt and BB Nate do a weekly. Star Wars YouTube video on our YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, search TatooineSons.com. On Mondays, BB Nate does his comic book update with BB Nate. And on Wednesdays, Samuel the Hutt does small screen stuff with Samuel the Hutt, where he talks about games and movies and, or excuse me, games and home video releases and TV, Star Wars show and TV stuff and, and all that. So check them out. Please subscribe. Please give us a rating and a review on iTunes this week because that whole segment at the beginning was really depressing. And so we need to make sure that we have something to talk about next week. And we'd love for you to be what we talk about. This is awesome. You're going to have somebody that has like a couple, maybe a couple thousand listeners every week talk about how awesome you are. 
And so if you just need some affirmation, put a good tweet, a good ref, uh, review on there because we need the affirmation. We're desperate for it. Uh, share this with others. Thank you guys so much. If you don't, uh, if you don't know this, if you're an Android user, Google has a new Android app platform, which we're getting a lot of play from right now, a lot of downloads from. Check it out. We'd love for you, to have, for you guys to listen to it on that. So um, that's it. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we go? May the force be with you. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Always. Hey you, with a rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down mortgage option, my human realized a new home was within reach. And I only gave her puppy eyes once. Get your human to talk to a mortgage consultant or learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS RID 399801. Hello, Perkins people. Welcome to another day to show some kindness. Like the new guy at the copier. You know, he wanted two copies, but he printed 200. Think how good you'll feel showing him how to cancel out. Kind of like the way you'll feel when you order a new dish from Perkins' Great Plates menu. There's the cheesy chicken and bacon pasta, or all-you-can-eat pancakes, and so much more, just four to eight bucks. Only at Perkins. Kindness served daily. Oh, man. Now he's, uh, he's jammed it.